Praise God. I'm led to minister on something today that in a lot of arenas today, this is taboo. This is something that you shouldn't talk about. This is, uh, don't bring this up. Uh, you don't want what's going to come as a result of it. And I have to be perfectly honest, I, I was gripped with fear because of that. And so because I understand the nature of sensitive subjects. But I mean, no, truth should always override sensitive subjects. And as a pastor and a leader, I have to be more concerned about how God sees me than the way people see me. And so God woke me up at 4 o'clock this morning because I did all, this, did all of this studying last night. I went in the room and, and I told my wife the conviction that was coming on me was that God was going to hold me accountable if I didn't share certain things with his people. Believe it or not, that still wasn't enough to make me reinsert things back in the message. I woke up this morning, still didn't reinsert it back. Driving in, Spirit of God won't leave me. And I go in the office and I hear again, before I came out, I came out late for the first service because I was back there battling. And I heard again, loud and clearly, I'm going to hold you accountable if you don't tell the people. And I said, okay, Lord. So turn with me to Genesis chapter 1. So it's not in your notes for the day. I'll give you a title after we go through this introduction. Genesis chapter 1. And let's look at verse 26. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Are you there? It says, and God said. We're looking at the history or the story of creation. Of course, God has already created the sand or the ocean, the sun, the moon, the stars, then in verse 26, then God said, let us make man in our image and according to our likeness. Let them have dominion, verse 26, which means authority. Let them have dominion or authority over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God made man in his own image, and in the image of God, he created him, watch this, male and female, he created them. And so then, based off of the truth that we just read, God created man and woman in his image. Right? So in the beginning, he created man and woman. So man and woman today reflect the image of God. Is that an accurate statement? Then look at what he goes on to say about what he created. He said, and God blessed them, male and female. And this is what he said. God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. So God is not confused. God knows what he's doing. God knows how to repopulate the earth. And so in the beginning, he made male and female, and notice his specific directions to them were to, to have authority and dominion, then replenish, refill, and restock the earth. The only thing then that can refill, replenish, and restock the earth is a male and a female. Everything else then is a distorted version of that truth. Help me out this morning. It's not easy. So what we're seeing today in our society is a level of confusion unknown to man. Let me tell you when this hit me hard. We were on vacation in New York City, walking around Times Square, 
my wife and them were at the lower end of Manhattan. We were at the upper end, my son and I, and we were just walking. And I didn't see anything, much of anything that resembled the image of God. And it dawned on me as I was walking, I don't know if we, know, if we any longer live in a Christian nation. I think we live in a pagan nation today where Christians are a minority and no longer respected. And the truth that we represent is no longer respected to the masses because it's been silenced in the church. And when the church went silent, then the world ran rapid with a different truth. And pastors began to get scared to do it because they don't want to offend people. Listen, folks, if the truth offends people, so be it. But if you speak the truth in love and you give people hope, then you've done your job. And so it's common sense. So we've got... All of these gender-neutral, gender-confusion issues today. So if you go in the school system today, it's, it's neutral. You can be whatever you want to be. And, folks, that's strategic because when we went silent, we gave them power. So I want to look at two truths today. Old Testament, I went back to the beginning now I want to show you another beginning. We know that there are three dispensations. There's the Old Testament, right, which lasts all the way through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Then we have what's called the Acts of the Apostles. Is that accurate? This is the second dispensation, right? The, the church age begins. Then we have what's called the New Testament that begins at the book of Romans. Third dispensation, or what's commonly called the dispensation of grace. Go with me to Romans chapter 1, and the first thing that Paul starts talking about in this new dispensation is gender issues. Go to Romans chapter 1. So there is a war going on. And folks, we have to make sure that we are representing truth and not a lie. Romans chapter 1, let's begin reading at verse 18. It says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who suppress the truth in righteousness, because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, or in other words, nature. Even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. So everything in nature and all of creation, they are with, without excuse in terms of what God made them to do. It really should not be any confusion if you'll just look at yourself you should know what you are. Right? For a female, they're, they're about three weeks out of a month where she can act a, a different way. But there's one week out of every month where it should be clear and there's no excuse what I am. Come on, ladies, don't leave me out here by myself. That happens once a month. For a guy, if he just looks at his equipment, it should be clear what he is. And we are all left without excuse 
if we would just look at and accept our equipment. So when we don't accept our equipment, then we've made a choice to believe something different. But we cannot say he made us that way if he didn't equip us that way. Come on, church. Come on. So let's keep reading here. And so it should be clear to us, and we should be without an excuse. But what happens is the world keeps pushing us with these images and breaking down the truth. And if you're getting all your truth from reality shows, you are confused. And it's amazing how it's all of these real housewives of this and that, but in reality, none of them are even married. But they're real housewives. And if that's what you are defining... Today, folks, you cannot put a program on television unless you show what all love looks like. Amen. And, folks, I'm going to be very bold and clear to you, with you today. Stretch your hands towards me right now. But God is not confused. And he did not confuse humanity. Humanity became confused when it chose to believe a lie instead of the truth. And if I was in a spirit-filled, tongue-talking, Holy Ghost, come on, somebody, word church, five people would have shouted amen and said, that's good right there, Pastor. So let's keep reading. For since the creation of verse 21, because although they knew God, watch this, here's choice, they did not glorify him as God. That's a choice. See, that's a choice to say this is what I was born with, and it's a choice for me to say I want to be something different. So I don't want to be condemned in here, right, because truth always liberates. It always produces hopes and gives you a chance to come out and be what you really should be. And so all I'm doing is sharing truth. I don't want anyone to get mad at me today. Don't write me a letter because I didn't say this. I'm simply the messenger today. If you have a problem with what I'm saying, write a letter to God. Go talk to God about it because I'm not your problem. I'm just the delivery boy today who's been assigned to tell you the truth without compromise. Glory to God. So I'm not your problem. I love you. I'm trying to help you. There's hope for you. God has a future for you. But don't let this world change his truth into a lie in your life. Verse 21, because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God. No were they thankful. But they became futile in their thoughts. And their foolish hearts became darkened. Now, let's talk about that. So they knew the truth, chose to not uh, live the truth, and then the heart becomes dark. Now, let's just use common sense for a moment, see? Let's just lose common sense, okay? Common sense. The reality is, folks, if, if, if it were right, none of us would exist. That's just common sense. Because two males can't procreate. So you wouldn't even exist if that was love. Come on now. Come on, church. Two females cannot procreate. So you wouldn't even exist if that were truth. That's common sense. So you can see how it's easy to become foolish in your thinking and take what he called truth and turn it into a lie. 
You all still love me? Because it's getting ready to get stronger. Watch this. Professing to be wise, they became fools. Then they changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like incorruptible man or corruptible man. Birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Therefore, God gave them also up to uncleanness. Now, they say I was born this way. That's not what we just read. You became that way when you chose, hello, somebody, to change the truth into a lie. I can go a little further if I get a little help in here today. So either your lying or God's lying. I'm going with God. So professing to be wise, they became fools. Verse 24, therefore God gave them up to uncleanness. So now here's the result of trying to change truth into lies. Uncleanness is all kind of sexual sins. And so how many of you know it doesn't usually start and stop there? So if we don't have a stopping point, folks, then it's going to get crazier than what you see right now. And so what they're trying to do is equate this. They're literally trying to equate themselves with, with, with like the civil rights movement. So they want to be their own class of people with all rights and privileges as every other class of people, like Asian Americans, African Americans, gays, and lesbians. And then they want to define that this way, that love won out. Now, I'm going to show you biblically whether or not it's love or lust. So, so either your line or God's line, I'm going with God. So they want all the laws changed to protect their rights and privileges so that they can get married, adopt children, have a sex change operation that your tax dollars pay for. Hello, somebody. While we're in church having church, they're mobilized and organized. Everybody clear? We've got to be clear on this stuff. We've got to get involved. So now they want to adopt children. They want that legalized so that they can get tax breaks. Our tax dollars pay for that, right? You know that's got to be a lie because the two people, two individuals, same sex, who want to adopt a child, neither one of them would be even present if that were truth. So now you're no longer thankful for how you even got here. You wouldn't have got here unless it came through a woman's womb that was impregnated from the seed of a man. So you're going to tell me then it's better for a child to be raised by two individuals that are the same than a male and a female. You see how foolish that is? Now let me be clear. They have a right to live however they want to live. And watch this. We have a right to love them, and we should. But don't try to legalize it. And change the truth into a lie. Come on, help me, church. If I'm in church, just encourage me a, a little bit if I'm in church today. You want to go a little further? All right, let's be clear. Watch this now. So, therefore, God gave them up to uncleanness. 
In the lust of their hearts, what, what's in their hearts? What's in their hearts? Let me show you what lust in the heart, how it manifests. To dishonor their bodies among themselves, who exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator, who is blessed forever. See that phrase, who is blessed forever? And that means every lie then has an expiration date on it. When the whole world's going to know what the truth is, every lie has an expiration date. So they exchanged the truth of God for a lie, worship and serve the creature rather than the creator who was blessed forever. That's eternal life. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions or a reprobate mind. For even their women exchanged the natural use for what was against nature. That's same sex. It's interesting that as soon as the new dispensation of graces is introduced, this is what we address. You look at our culture today, folks. They're, Satan is still mad at God, and he's trying to distort God's image. How do we know it's not natural? It's against nature. Everything works by opposites. Everyone in here understands electricity, right? In order for those lights to come on, you got to have a negative and a positive. One is a receiver, the plug is a giver. You put the plug in the receiver, the lights come on. Try to rub a receiver against a receiver. It's not natural. See, nobody's saying amen to me. Try to, try to rub two givers against each other. If you line both of them up together, if it don't fit, you must acquit. <laughs> don't fit. There's no giver. There's no receiver. So it's not natural. You're going to get electrocuted. <laughs> Go get fried. Yeah. Now, how many of you know I'm, I'm having fun with it because it helps truth go down a little bit better? You all want a little bit more? All right, let's keep going. For this reason, God gave them over. Then he says, likewise, in verse 27, also the men leaving the natural use of a woman. It's real clear. Burn in their love for one another. What did they burn in? So then it's clearly defined as lust and not love. So notice, again, it's an attack on the image of God because you know what the motto of their movement is? Love wins. Well, how can love win if God is love and he defined it as lust? So it's, it is what it is. It's not love. It's lust because it's not natural. All right. 
I'm sensing you all are like he should have stayed on vacation. <laughs> Keep going. I'm, I'm doing okay? So it's real clear. It's in the Bible, isn't it? All right, so I want you to listen to me because I don't want anyone to be, I, I haven't ministered anything that should put anyone in any condemnation. Listen, sin is sin at the end of the day. The same solution for someone who is committing fornication with someone of the opposite sex is the same solution for someone who is committing fornication with the same sex. So don't sit in here like you on some high horse if you're sleeping with somebody that you're not married to. Come on, I'm preaching better than you all saying amen in here. It's the same solution for both issues. His name is Jesus. So likewise, also the men leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust, one for another, men with men, committing that which is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error which was due. Now, I'll bring some stats on next week. The one thing that they will never, ever tell, bring out is the reality of the life that they live. The level of sickness and disease that comes along and accompanies that lifestyle. The shortened life expectancy that accompanies that lifestyle. Folks, because it's not God. You'll be surprised. You think I'm only talking to unmarried people. You'd be surprised how many married people are sitting in silence, suffering in silence in marriages, but they're struggling with these issues. So even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, that is a choice. Someone could be sitting in here right now hearing truth and reading truth and reject it. So even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, this is when God, now you know it's something when God throws his hands up. So you see the process here for, for God to throw his hands up? If you can't look at what I naturally made you, if you can't look at all the creation and understand how everything got here, if you don't trust the truth that I've shared with you in my word, come on, somebody. And now I've sent prophets, apostles, pastors, and teachers to share the truth with you, and you still reject that? See, every, he still loves you unconditionally, and he's not going to stop until his hope is that all men would be saved and come into the knowledge of the truth. That's the great hope of this gospel. And so that's why we don't give up on people. Because if he doesn't give up on people, then we shouldn't give up on people. So now, so now being filled with all, well, even if they did not uh, like to retain God in their knowledge. Now, I, I want to say this too, because I have to say these things. Believe it or not, you can be an usher and hostess, be struggling with this in silence. People can serve. They can do a whole lot. They can sing. Watch it. And the anointing will come on them because God loves people. But it doesn't change the truth, and there's an expiration date on that. Right? They can do a whole lot of things. They can play instruments. They can, watch this. They can even pass through the church. But only for a season. And God, who is rich as mercy, and mercy has given them the time and space. 
when he throws his hands up, woe to that person. So even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased or reprobate mind to do those things which are not fitting. What does that look like? Being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. <laughs> they are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who knowing the righteous judgment of God and those who practice such things are deserving of death. So I want to be clear here. God in this context is talking to people who know better. Not to people who don't know better. He's talking to us. Now, if I can just be as frank and bold as I need to be today. You'll notice that when God throws his hands up, people get worse. All right? So let me tell you where it's going. It's going to go from same sex to all three of us now. All three of us love each other. And it doesn't matter what combination of that. Two males, one female, two females, one male. It doesn't matter. That's where it's going to go. It's just going to keep growing. And they're going to try to get that legalized. And then they're going to want your tax dollars to pay for that. And at the end of the day, all it is is lust. All right, now, let's get to the message today. That was just the intro. I'm led to minister on the next two weeks uh, to the unmarried. And they're all different classes. Married people are going to get a lot out of this, too. They're all different classes of unmarried people. Of course, there's the widow. There's the unmarried with children. A lot of different scenarios. There's the, the, the divorce unmarried. All kind of scenarios. There's the unmarried that's never been married, right? There's the unmarried that doesn't have a desire to be married. All of that is represented. And watch this. The truth will cover all of those areas. You all ready to go on a little journey? How many of y'all glad you came to church today? All right, let's travel. Go to Genesis chapter 2 and let's look at verse 18. Genesis chapter 2, verse 18. Genesis chapter 2, verse 18. We're ministering to the unmarried. Consider this a letter from your pastor to the unmarried. Genesis 2, 18 says, And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. Okay, so right in that we're understanding some of his purpose. He says, and I will make him a helper comparable to him. Remember that because that is speaking to some of what her purpose is. And so in this one verse, it is outlining things that are important to both males and females. It is not good for a man to be alone. How I many know when we are alone and we get by ourselves, that's when we do stupid stuff? We think stupid things. Come on, fellas, don't leave me out here by myself, right? Our minds can wonder. We can get off and do things that we regret doing. For a female, you've got to understand that he needs help. And so what you're looking for is someone that you can actually compliment. Right? And we're going to talk about what that looks like 
uh, throughout the, the, the message over the next two weeks. And so I want to be real clear here. You'll notice both individuals had time with God before they met each other. So in Genesis 1.26, he made their spirits, right? But Adam's body didn't come until the second chapter. So that means Adam had time with God alone. How I many you know you need time with God alone before you try to get in a relationship? But then also he had to put Adam to sleep in order to make Eve, which means that Eve had time with God before he presented Eve to, to Adam. And ladies, you need time with God before you get in a relationship. Right? So you can figure you out before you try to figure somebody else out and vice versa. Let's keep going. So somehow within the church, being unmarried has become negative, like there's something wrong with me. And that's not true. There's actually something right with you. And believe it or not, it is the best season of your life. Because it's the season where you get to prepare for all that God has for you in your future. And so being unmarried does not equal alone. Doesn't equal that. Being unmarried is not a disease. See, people don't want to show up at events because I'm not desperate. I, I, we have something for them. People don't want to show up because they think it makes them look a certain way. And they become shamed because I'm not married when you don't realize it's a gift to be unmarried. There are a lot of married folks that wish they can undo that. <laughs> not in this building. I'm talking about out in the world. They tell you, boy, if I could go back, <laughs> I would have extended my unmarried season a little longer. It is not a curse. It's not an affliction. In reality, in reality, it's a gift of God that allows you to settle into all God created you to be before committing to a covenant with someone else. So it's vital for any future successful marriage that you allow God to truly make you single while you're unmarried. And we're going to talk about what that looks like today because I'm convinced a lot of people just don't know what that looks like. To be alone means that you're isolated. You're needy. See, one of the ways to know when a person is needy, they just met you and they're already trying to go there. I mean, you know, they're thirsty. How I many you know that has nothing to do with you? They're just looking for an outlet. You don't have to shout me down because I'm preaching real good. We met last week and you already owned me like that. Right? Help you ladies understand a guy. If he's not saved or if he's saved and, and hasn't grown in his salvation, if he takes you out to eat, spends money on you and you all go to a movie, he picks you up, he drops you off back at home, he's going to walk you to the door but then he's going to stay and stand there because in his mind, he spent money on you. He took you somewhere to eat. I can't get a little sugar before we leave tonight. Somebody in here know what I'm talking about. One or two people at least know what I'm talking about. And then you don't give him a kiss, then you're going to see who he really is. See, time has a way of determining motives. Amen. Saying no has a way of determining someone's motive. Amen. See, but if we're just giving it away for free, 
Single means needy. Alone means single, abandoned, unmatched, unaided. Listen to what single means, consisting of one part, one aspect or section. Listen to this, not divided. I love this, unbroken. Has this sense of wholeness to it. Means that you're separate from others. You don't follow the crowd. Peer pressure doesn't get to you. You put pressure on your peers because you don't lower your standards. That's a single person. You've decided how you're going to live your life, and nobody's changing that, right? And if you want to leave because I I wouldn't give you a kiss, goodbye. It means complete. It means individual. It it means distinct. It means honest, and it means uh, undistinguished. And this is what I want to show you here. You'll notice the alone person is needy. So I want you to think about this. If you had to give him some to get him, you're going to have to keep giving him something to keep him, right? And you're going to know real quick what, what he was in this for when you shut him off. Amen. Once again, I don't know if I'm in church. I don't know where I'm at this morning. Am I in church? Yeah. Then see when a person has to lie to get somebody? If you got to lie to get them, then you got to lie to keep them. And it's an indication that you're not whole. Let's talk about some misconceptions today. Misconception number one. Marriage does not make everything all right. Marriage compounds what what you already are. Any married folks in here want to be honest and say amen to that, right? Most people think if I, when I get married, everything's going to be all right. If it wasn't all right before you got married, you ooh, ooh, watch this. <laughs> Number two, marriage does not complete. If you weren't complete before you got married, marriage is going to expound that incompleteness or incompleteness. It doesn't cure feelings of loneliness. You know what I mean? People are in a marriage and they are lonely. They don't talk to each other. They sleep in opposite rooms. They sleep with their back to each other. There's no sex happening. A lot of people like that, folks. Marriage doesn't cure that. Doesn't cure frustration and worry. Doesn't provide financial security. Listen, you do not marry for potential. See, I can see in him he's going somewhere. Really? You can see that. But he's nowhere right now, but you can see he's going somewhere. Come on, come on. You don't marry for potential, you marry for reality. Right? So whatever he or she is when you marry them, Listen, if that was your standard at the beginning, you cannot change your standard once you get married. It's a tough audience right here. I got two, two people said amen on that. But see, what we're doing is we're marrying for where we hope they're going to be instead of marrying for where they're at and saying I can love that for the rest of my life. And so what happens? Next misconception. Does not fulfill dreams and expectations. Now we're disappointed. It's unmet expectations. I want to trade you in for another one. 
when, when they want the problem, you were. Isn't this good? Want to hear another misconception? What happens is disappointment and resentment will arise because, again, they didn't meet your expectation. And that's uh, what one was expecting out of the marriage. That will lead to marital problems, separation, and then divorce. You want to know what the truth is? There's only one person, and there's not a person on earth that can complete you but Jesus. Listen to me. There's a vacuum in every single human being that only one person can fill. So if you need another person to make you happy and stop you from feeling lonely, listen, it's never going to happen because the only person that can do that is Jesus. So you don't get married for that reason. So you've got to be completely whole and satisfied in that relationship to have a relationship that's whole and healthy with somebody else. I did not marry my wife to make me happy. She did not marry me to make her happy. You have to already be happy. Then you take that pressure off of each other to be something that you can never be and let God fulfill that part of your life. And it's a wonderful place to be because, listen, your spouse is going to disappoint you multiple times. And it shouldn't ruin the marriage if that's not the big issue in the marriage. See, if I'm already whole, she can't take something from me. We can work through this together because it's not that deep. We both have the biggest thing that we need, and that's God. All right. We're going to close here for the day, and we'll pick up next week. What does an unmarried person look like? I believe with all of my heart we are accepting the wrong situations because we don't know what we're looking for. Right? And we're allowing people to just kind of, it's just game. Okay? So let me take you backwards to, to, to move you forward. So everything we've talked about up to this point, you'll notice that in the beginning, God made them male and female. So God made Adam and Eve grown. Right? So that they could get married. Right? How do we know they were grown? Because in verse 26, it tells us that he left his father and mother. Right? That's the, the, the purpose of marriage. And the two became what? One. That's marriage. So anywhere in the scripture, do you ever see the words boyfriend or girlfriend? See, boyfriends and girlfriends destroy marriages. Because you weren't intended to have 20 situations before you got married. Right? And so if you were raised to think, you know, in middle school, this is my boyfriend, my girlfriend in the sixth grade, this is my boyfriend, girlfriend, seventh grade, and see what ends up happening is the lie kicks in because you think you're in a committed relationship. And then everyone who thinks they're in a committed relationship thinks they need to be exclusive. Now, you want to hear the truth? There's only one committed relationship on this earth. And it's called marriage. If you are in a relationship right now, that is not a committed relationship. That's a committed friendship. But watch this. If you don't know what you're looking for, it could be committed game. What do I mean by that? Over time, people learn game through middle school and high school. And so they'll go along just to get along. Oh, this is a church girl. So I need to go to church with her a few times. 
But if you don't keep your eyes open, you'll miss that he's there for the wrong reasons. Right? And so what will happen is worship will go by. He's just standing there. Right? Praise will go by. He's just standing there. Offering will go by. Get that bucket away from him. And you're missing all of that. Watch this. And then it's over. He's going to look right at you and say, okay, I did what you wanted to do. Now, now what me and you going to do? called game. And you think because he went to church with you, you owe him something. And it's just game. But listen to this. The game is actually being played both ways. It's not just him. It's both of them. And it's just game. And then we become masters at, at game so much that when truth comes, we push it away because we now have, we think everybody just full of games. So we, that's how we approach the relationship. Let me see where they're coming from. Why? Because all my previous boyfriends and girlfriends gave me trust issues. When in reality, listen, folks, I, I know it's the stuff you've never heard before. There's only one committed relationship in the earth. It's called marriage. All right. Y'all get anything out of this today? Yeah. I, is it the truth? Yeah. Okay. How many of y'all have had, all of us have, multiple boyfriends and girlfriends, which is why you got to go through a process, folks, after you get saved. You don't need to get saved and get in another relationship. Amen. You're not ready for that. <laughs> you need to prove that you can have some time on your own. All right, let's do this. What does an unmarried person look like who's really single, who's really whole? Number one, they should have an ongoing relationship with God at some level of development with the five G's. And I'm going to talk more, elaborate more on those as we go. Glorify, grow, gain, give, and go. You should see people progressing in their salvation, not just attending church. There is a difference. Number two, should be improving character flaws or personality issues before bringing anyone else into their lives. So, in other words, you know you, right? And so, if you already know you don't like to clean, you don't like to wash clothes, come on, somebody, you don't like to fold clothes, you don't like to cook, if you already know those things, how many know you want to work on that before you get married? You don't want to get married, lie to them, and tell them, oh, my grandmother taught me how to cook. Oh, you don't want to do all that because the truth will soon be known. Right? So you want to work on you before you get married. That is the gift of being single is that you get to work you out before you try to figure somebody else out. You know, if it's a guy and you just in and out of jobs, come on, somebody, and you, you stop and start, and I'm on this job, I got a new job, I'm off this job. I mean, you, you need some time to figure you out and, and at least keep a job for one calendar year before you talking about being with somebody. Right, because guys are good, man. Hey, hey, I'm just, I hit a rough spot. You know, I just left my last job. I was making six figures, and, and you know, I, I'm coming back strong. I got some, some, some resumes out there. Three months have gone by. I'm still working my resumes, and six months have gone by. Well, see, I'm about to start a business. 
and I got my team together. I got my squad together. And, and, you know, I got my attorneys and my lawyers because back in the, in the early 2000s when real estate was booming, we, I, made, I, made, I was a six-figure guy. And so now we're getting ready to pull all that back together, and we're getting ready to blow up. Here's the reality. Wait till they put all that together <laughs> and blow up. Other than that, that's just game. <laughs> Pay attention to this stuff. You know, I'm a promoter. It won't tell you where he's promoting that. I'm a promoter. Or, or, or this general answer, I'm in the entertainment business. What kind of entertainment? It's classified. I can't tell you because the people I work for, it's confidential. See, he's not telling you that's at the strip club. He need to work through some things. How I many know mar marijuana is legal now in a lot of places? So you need to pay attention to that because he'll tell you this. See, I have anxiety issues. And so when I smoke marijuana, I only smoke it for medicinal reasons because it calms my nerves. But in reality, he's smoking for recreational reasons. How I many of you need to work that out on your own so that when you get married, you're not sneaking down in the basement, sneaking out in the backyard, going for a ride to calm your anxiety? Come on, I'm preaching better than you all saying amen. You already know you struggle with alcohol. How I many know get that under control before you get married? I'm trying to show you what one looks like. So you see, see, we can't keep getting in the same situation over and over again. See, after a while, that's you. Remember this statement, God won't curse someone else to bless you. So listen to this very carefully. The more issues they have, the longer the dating process should be. So if they have kids by multiple situations, take your time. I know they believe they got themselves together. Take your time. See what kind of relationship they have with their kids and their kid's mother because that's getting ready to be your life. I'm preaching better than you all saying amen. Come on, somebody. He running over there knocking out her windows. When she move in with you, he coming over and knocking out your windows. Get all that information up front and take your time. Too often, folks, we meeting people and 90 days later, we engaged. You don't know nobody in 90 days. All right. If they have no job, give them time. I know they're telling you they want a job. Wait till they get one. <laughs> it's a tough audience out here today. Because I'm telling you, after a while, it's just game. I know guys that have been in between jobs their whole adult life. Give them time. And don't just, as soon as they get the job, we ready now. See if they can stay on that job for a whole year. 
Can I just, I think you ministers stay woke. Can I just tell you all the truth? It's a reason why they can't keep a job. You need to understand that. If they're sexually active, give them time. Getting saved does not address someone's sexual problems. See, a lot of people think that when I get married, now I can get it whenever I want it. And I'll be good. Marriage does not solve sexual problems. Whoever you were before that is the same person you're going to be after that. Right? So if they were loose with you, they most likely are going to be loose after marriage. And it shouldn't surprise us because we met them that way. So now I was, I can't believe they cheated on me. But didn't they cheat on God with you? In one week? Two weeks? Three weeks? Why is that so surprising that they're just being who they've always been? They never demonstrated control. And you didn't either. a tough audience today. Stretch your hands up here towards me right now so I can finish this message today or at least the first part of it. A lot of times what's wrong with a lot of situations, they believe if he gets this, he ain't going nowhere. Because once I put this on him, what you don't realize, everybody else has the same equipment that you have. And somebody else waiting in the wings like, when I put this on him? <laughs> and then when does it stop? So if someone is sexually active when you meet them, that's not the time to date them. Time is going to reveal their real motives. Because I told you, they will come to church with you, follow you all the way in the building. Oh, this is what we do? We're in praise and worship, and they ain't doing nothing. <laughs> Word going forth, they checking Facebook, Instagram. Because this for you, this not for them. Offering go by, slap the bucket. This your church. Watch this. Church over. Now it's my church. Now let me take you to church. Y'all ain't ready for this truth. It's good, isn't it? So that's how that works. I go to your church, and you come to my church. You notice how no men are saying amen right now? Ain't none of these fellas in here giving me no love, no encouragement, looking at me like something wrong with me, man. I'm the one up here telling the truth. Come on, man. Be, let's be real about this. If it's real, then be real with me, man. Come on. Go with me, man. Don't look at me like that. Encourage me. Say, that's good, brother. That's good, pastor. Come on. Tell the truth, pastor. Don't sit there like a bump on the log if I'm telling the truth, fellas, because we've got to lead this charge.
No fellas out here. I'm not scared of you, man. I love you, man. So I'm obligated to tell you the truth. Man, we got our communities out here hurting because we're not on our jobs, man. We're out here playing games, leaving our kids and our ladies uncovered, man. Come on, man. You got a family. You got to grow up. It's good stuff. I'll move on to these last two. If, if I can hear the men in here, just say amen. amen. Nothing but the men. I'll move on. If, if you don't, this, church, this serve is going to 3 o'clock in the afternoon. There we go, right there. <laughs> Last two, and we're done. Identifying one's purpose. See, what do they look like? Identifying one's purpose and starting on the path to fulfilling it. So you got to remember, if you haven't figured you out, you can't figure nobody else out. That's the gift of singleness and, and being unmarried is that I get this season to figure me out first. And that's a gift, folks. Then the last one, knowing one, what one desires or qualities that they want in a spouse or a mate. And I'm going to give you some to look for, right? So that you can see well, what you don't want to do is keep recycling the same wrong person. Just have a different name. It was Tony, Terry, Tom, all same type of guys. I mean, after a while, I don't know what I'm looking for. More importantly, I don't even know who I am. See that? Then he's doing the same thing. Shaniqua, Starquita. Charmaine. Whatever. Give me some more names. Boquita. <laughs> or whatever, right? So after a while, I mean, you, know, you keep recycling the same kind of situation. You don't know what you're looking for. But even bigger than that, you don't know who you are. I'm just going to stop right there for the day. We'll pick this back up next week. Did you all get anything out of this today? All right. Let's all stand to our feet. We've got a lot of work to do in our churches and in our communities. Can you see that? My son told me the other day that, that um, he's in this particular school and told me this young guy walks in, dress on, heels. What are those shirts called, London? With his belly button showing and, and let the hair grow and just covering up his eye. And so I asked my son, I said, hey, don't react to that. That's a human being. That's just confused. And so you just love everybody. Don't judge anybody. Just love everybody. But hold your ground. So if somebody asks you, you tell them the truth. You tell them what's right and you tell them what's wrong without judging them. Without putting them down. Right? And then giving them a hope. After you say all of that, tell them. But Jesus is the answer to that. Because that's the name that's above every other name. And it'll back all that pressure right off of you because people don't want to deal with that name. But that's the reality of the world we live in today. When we were in Times Square, we were hard-pressed to see a couple, <laughs> male and female. You're hard-pressed to see that. 
They're just walking around naked. Am I right or wrong? Listen, butt naked with just paint on, just walking around. I knew she had saw something because she was walking and she slid the whole family in the in a, in a uh, store. I'm like, oh my, I know my wife. Something she didn't want me to see. So curiosity made me look back around. <laughs> curiosity, I'm like, well, what did she see? Naked people everywhere. Confused. And listen, police officers, nobody was bothering that. What? Police officers, nobody said a word. Police on horses, police walking around. Normal. They holding hands, same sex. They kissing, almost having sex in public with police officers right there. And this is just normal. Folks, we are the light of the earth. And it's time for us to start living what God called us to be. Now, listen, if you're married, unmarried, having any challenges in these, these areas, that was not meant to condemn anybody in this room. That was simply meant to love you, make sure that you know truth, and know that we're going to love you unconditionally, and we're going to be as patient with you as God is. However long it takes, we're going to keep loving you till the end. So we're not judging. We're not condemning. We're just telling truth so that it can produce hope, which will bring about change. Let's lift our hands to the Father today. So, Father... Thank you for this group today. Thank you for this audience.